0: Hey, hey, Soul Fam. Are you ready to be a leader of the new myth? Let us find out and see in today's new Ceremony Circle podcast episode. For anyone new to the show, I am your host, shaman, and the author of the best selling book and deck, Animal Power, Allison Charles Story. And today you get to meet a very dear friend of mine, Christina Marie. For more than a decade, Christina worked as a journalist and an editor at top national publications, including Travel and Leisure and the New York Times. She left all of that to truly get into her own soul's alignment and in alignment with the new myth. And she now combines her creative talents, intuitive gifts, and soul's wisdom to mentor transformational leaders, visionaries, authors, and storytellers. And to be very transparent, the subject matter of today's show is so incredibly rich that I feel called to let the conversation as a whole speak for itself and be the medicine rather than me try to whittle down to bullet points this hearty storytelling journey here in the intro. So all I'm going to say for now is that this feels like one of the most important interviews I've ever done it's history in the making and i'm so curious to hear from you when you're done listening what this conversation awakened or activated inside of you the only clue i'm going to give for now is the new myth is about the divine union the inner meets outer polarity integration of masculine and feminine the human and divine so let's get straight to it and join now around the fire With me and visionary, transformational story mentor and book doula, Christina Marie, to dive into the new myth portal. What is it? Why is it so important? And do you feel called to be a leader of it? Okay, the time has come. Christina is here. She's literally in the house. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, we flowed so well with the divine and with the divine timing. We had this booked, then something on my end, ha- oh yeah, something on my end happened and and here we sit today. So thank you for being here.
1: <laughs> thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, this conversation is such a needed one. And I thought we could start by this doorway opening because it's something that I have been getting asked a lot throughout the last couple of years especially it's like this concept of okay there's all this collective shadow reveal there's all this collective transmutation there's all of this upheaval mm-hmm. and change going on in the world the especially the last 2 3 years dot 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 <laughs> now what like what 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 is going on where is it taking us and you know being friends with you and having heard little dollops here and there slash also having in-depth conversations with you around what we're about to really dive into today I was like okay What we're going to start talking about feels like a big answer to the dot, Mm. dot, dot, now what kind of thing. (laughs) So let's start with, as the old paradigm crumbles with respect, honor, you know, deep bow, thank you, old paradigm, where are we going and what is this new myth that you speak of? (laughs) great place to start.
1: Um, so I feel like creating some context around the new myth is a great place to start. And that begins with what we know in the old paradigm. So, you know, when Joseph Campbell did his, you know, his first real, like where the monomyth came from was here with a thousand faces, that was like his kind of literary review of myths across all time, thousands of years. And what he saw was this template within all the stories that were told and all the stories that lasted throughout this age. They all followed a similar format. And in this monomyth, which, you know, the lens he was looking through was the lens of this patriarchal age that we've been living for thousands of years. And so naturally, when he went to review all of all of these stories, all of this literature, the template that came from that was a much more, let's say, the masculine principle was the lens and the focus of that hero's journey, right? Yes, yes. So this is kind of like, if you think about that as the architecture of what's built our stories for these thousands of years, values in the material world, building, the things that we create, competition, a lot of doing, a lot of action. It's sort of like an expression of this energy of fire. Yeah, I was thinking producing and production. Yes, exactly. And it's but it's it's also about production as well as consumption mm-hmm. right so so what are we producing for and and this was the age where you know things like agriculture the industrial revolution all of these things where we began to produce more than we needed it's like that just exponentially increased in this way that became very over expressed that masculine principle and mm in that overexpression, the feminine principle was repressed, right? And so in that, through that lens, the hero's journey model in terms of, you know, that's become for many filmmakers, for many musicians, for many writers, artists, that is kind of the standard template. It's still the standard template in Hollywood, for instance, screenwriting, like that is the, the kind of
0: stamp. What would be a couple of, if the movie is following Joseph Campbell's model mm-hmm. of what the hero's journey looks like, what are at least like two pieces that always show up then?
1: Yeah. So what's a, a great way to, to sort of um, identify, let's say, um, a hero's journey versus a heroine's journey, which is what we'll talk about next, is it's very much this lone wolf kind of go it alone. I'm... I'm leaving the ordinary world to slay the dragon, to go on the quest, to find the treasure. And it's 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 sort of powered through the individual, through their strength, through their um, cunning, through their will, really. And so as that feat is accomplished, whatever it is, and typically that's setting up then the kind of good versus evil, right? If there's a hero, then there's a villain. And, you know, there is a kind of domination aspect to it as well. Like there's something for you to win. There's something to be slayed. There's something to be won. Uh,
0: there's, yeah, there's a certain outcome that you're sitting there waiting to have happen. And so the,
1: the final piece of that is that then the hero returns to the community to the ordinary world. And to, are they always
0: celebrated
1: or Yeah, it's sort of like like they bring back whatever that treasure was that they won on their quest. You know, it's very like a lot of the Arthurian legends with like the Knights of Camelot, things like that. It was always about the knight going on his singular quest and needing to rely on his all of his his strength, his will, his, you know, it's very much this this kind of solo quest to prove oneself. Mm. And so the completion of that does, you know, it comes back to the community to share whatever that treasure is with the community, the land, the people, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the completion. Most, I mean, if you look at most like superhero movies or, you know, other than the ones where they all kind of come together and do their thing. But for the most part, It's really about this singular kind of one person saves all, and it is kind of this lone wolf experience, right? And the heroine? And the heroine's journey. So a student of Joseph Campbell's, her name's Maureen Murdoch, and she challenged Campbell and said, I really feel like this journey is different for women. And he said, no, no, no. The woman is there the whole time. She's actually the place the hero's trying to get to. And she just needs to realize, like, she doesn't need to take the journey herself. She's present there the whole time. That's really where the hero's kind of trying to get to. Mm. And she didn't, that didn't resonate with her. So she created her own body of work called The Heroine's Journey. And... For Murdoch, it was more about a woman. How do women take this journey? So again, we're still kind of within this patriarchal lens. And that's that's the setting of our story still. It's just how does a woman take this journey in a man's world, Mm. right? So it was kind of a second wave feminism. You know, it was really about women. I found a lot in her work and I was really inspired and I've spoken a lot about her work in my teachings and so I feel like that was a stepping stone and for me the new myth and and what I teach and really what I live is it's less about here is the masculine principle on this journey to achieve something and bring it back It's also, for me, not about, as a woman, (laughs) it's not about being a woman within that patriarchal structure. And the way Maureen Murdoch phrases it is, she says, the heroine's journey is about a woman's quest for wholeness. The new myth to me is really about this inner union of both the masculine
0: and feminine and similar it's to- such a duh thing you know I- <laughs> it's like you know and typically i find in my opinion the most like brilliant ideas are like well duh kind of like how the book i was you know, I'm taking meetings for four years. What do I write about? And then the animals came to me, and I was like, "Oh, duh! Like, right. of course I'm supposed to write a book with you for you." <laughs> and yeah, it's like, yeah, how did the the sacred union of both the divine feminine and masculine within all of us? Yes. How was that not present until? Yes, it's so funny.
1: And so, and Murdoch's <laughs> work really does center around that. You know, that is like her her quest for wholeness within her heroine's journey model is also really about that that inner union and the difference for me in the new myth is really about it being for every human men women everyone in between just just really able to embark upon this inner journey without we don't have the same setting of the old paradigm in the same way that you know in Murdoch's generation we were still functionally right. part of that system
0: we're now and we're all collectively yes. in this unique place where the old paradigm is crumbling rapidly exactly yet the new way hasn't been fully yes. birthed formed so we're in this really powerful place yes and that's where I feel the new
1: myth really leads is in that space of the in-between when the old is collapsing the new is not yet formed in this journey, we, our own wholeness, our own union, our connection with God, eternal life, the divine, this journey back to the the feminine, right? The, the part of our creative life force that has been repressed, that has been denied, that has been very out of balance in that old system.
0: Not valued enough.
1: Exactly. So it's like it's, we're returning to a lot of that. And in the process, we come back into this alignment so that when we return to the ordinary world in that final act, we are the treasure we bring back into the ordinary world. And anything we create from that place of true alignment, true authenticity, true empowerment of ourselves as fully human, fully divine in our creative essence and power, anything we create from there will be the new.
0: So interesting. It was literally just today, my Instagram post, the caption of the post was literally one sentence and it said, my only job is to be in alignment with the divine.
1: Yes. And, and so, you know, the, to me, the correction that we're experiencing now while we're in this liminal space where, okay, the, the, the old is no longer, the new is not yet. We're still, we're living it still, right? So as we live it, then we create it.
0: Okay. And
1: so part of, you know, what I've created with the story map and what I see the new myth, how I see it serving Is that, you know, each of us is a leader, each of us is a creator, each of us has a part and a role to play if we choose to, you know, create in that alignment, which in this, you know, let's say in the new paradigm, in the new era, in this new setting, this new environment, there is like that, that essence of uniqueness is what actually brings the unity of all of us in that unique expression
0: that is what creates unity to me and so okay a couple questions coming up around this because I I feel like what we're talking about is such a needed of service supportive powerful conversation I mean even it's like the idea of even if my own self in this moment or anyone listening, even if there's a part of you that's like hearing, but not fully tracking, I still want you to be aware that like what the transmission and what is being covered is so vital and is so (laughs) so important right now. So just like stay in it and even listen again, however many times, like it's, it's, it's really big stuff. It's huge. Mark my words. And so Okay, so we're at exactly where we're at. The old is dying off. The new is not yet. We're in this void. So what happens, two questions. If there's something, even if in someone's listening mind isn't fully, they're like, oh, this resonates, but whoa, whoa, whoa. But there's a resonance and they're like, I want to be a part of this. I want to be one of these leaders of the new myth there's that question of like, what is, what are those first steps of yeah. walking the new myth pathway look like? And what happens to the people that are still clinging with all yes. their might to the old yes. myths? Yes. They, this is, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's, there's so much here, right? This is just, it's a really deep, rich conversation
0: and, Because the old paradigm, that's where it gets tricky is it really wants to keep a hold of folks. Yes. It doesn't want to go die off easily. Exactly. And
1: that's what we're experiencing right now in the collective is it's those last gasps of the ego. It's those last gasps of the old that are, are clinging and desperate and just kind of, you know, that like drowning man flailing energy of just like anything it can grab onto to hold itself up, right? And, yes. And my teacher in Ireland, Derek O'Neill, you know, just had this really powerful metaphor for it that has really stuck with me. And you know, we see the ceiling fan in here. It's like, imagine that there's this ceiling fan that's been powered by these old ways for thousands of years, and the energy has been cut the switch is off, Mm. the power is cut, and yet it will appear, it will be slowing down, but it will appear as if it's still moving, right? It will appear as if it's still in form. And as it slows down, the heat in the room will begin to rise, Mm. right? And so those of us who are here to create the new are the ones who can stand in that room, take the heat, not reach for the old switch to try to Mm. turn it back on to keep things running as they have been, right? Which isn't possible anyway. And then there's... Side (laughs) note. (laughs) P.S. Don't waste your time. Um, You know, it's those of us who who can see through the illusion that it's all still here, that it's all still powered, that it's all still working and can really hold in that space and know eventually that's going to stop. There's nothing to power it anymore. So even if it gets a little hit here, a little hit there, a little blast of wind or something that, that feeds it, Mm the power's already cut. So if you're in that room, even if you know that the power's cut, you might still be reaching for the switch to flip it, right?
0: Right, because you've been fed and fueled in so many different ways that might have felt good and you, that you got accustomed to. And I mean, the list can go on and on. So it's like, it's understandable mm-hmm. that one might be reaching for that switch but but
1: part of these thresholds that we move through within the story map which is kind of you know you can think of as like the architecture of the new myth and this is what I work with this is the way that I work with people in first living their stories which is what I want to bring it back to with the collective and then also those who have lived enough of it and truly integrated it are now ready to tell it from this place of alignment and authenticity and real depth in terms of until you really hit the bottom until you really truly surrender to whatever version of it I call it many things. We can call it God, God goddess, creator, whatever works for you. But until you really hit that bottom, that surrender point, that moment, you're always going to be reaching for that external source of power. You're always going to be looking to flip the switch Mm. to get that fan moving again. And that's the dance that I see a lot of people in now. Yeah.
0: Can you give an example or two? Yeah. So,
1: you know, let's say there can be, let's say there's one version of this where if, if you're still really functioning within, you know, let's say, um, you're working a nine to five, you know, and this was like in my past life, you know, in my New York years when I was at the New York times and, you know, very much in that old structure, very much driven by long hours, deadlines, that, that constant production consumption cycle, it's like that can be one version of it where you're just, you've got so much momentum moving in that system that, you know, that to cross that first threshold, which is the death of the old, right? To move into that dark night space that, you know, that can be a conscious choice for some people. Like this life doesn't resonate for me. This way of creating or working or living doesn't resonate for me. I choose to walk away from this, or it can be something externally, like we've seen in the world that can, you know, happen that, shift something for us internally, right? So we can make the conscious choice to unplug or someone else or something else can pull the plug for us, right? Mm -hmm. That's one example. The example that I see with a lot of leaders, which is who I work with, I see, you know, many of them have already done that cycle and have been creating outside of that system, you know, as entrepreneurs or many other ways where they've kind of, created their own system for service creation, um, their own platforms, you know,
0: a sense of being in one's calling because you've exited that old system in some capacity. Right. And you're, and you're sort of like,
1: you're creating your own, whatever it is. Right. And in that case, what I see happening a lot with, with many people now is that they've created something that did work really well that did resonate that was aligned for them for however long you know months years and now because they've integrated it because they've done the full cycle on the full wheel they're being asked they're being shown hey this isn't aligned anymore they're because it's worked so well in the past Mm. or because it's you know um, it's been of service. It's helped so many people. It's already out there. It's already created. Why not let it?
0: I'm known for this.
1: continue exactly. It's like there's a lot of identity that can be built in that as well. And so both of those examples, they're different situations, but they're the same part of the wheel, mm. where it's like, okay, you're being shown many ways that this is not aligned for you anymore, even if it was yesterday right today it's not and so do you have that first phase within the story map is is identification and so it's like okay if you're identified with this external world as your authority in any way whether it's something you've created yourself that was aligned for a certain period of time that is no longer do you have the courage to let the material go to let what you've created, you've produced, to let that identity go, you know, especially for those of us who have become known for something or who have created something that's been very, you know, of service, can you let that go, Mm -hmm. step across that threshold and go back into the void, back Mm -hmm. into the unknown, back into that process of purification of the dark night that leads to that surrender moment, you know, that six o'clock with God moment Mm -hmm. where you've let it all go. And, and to me, the purification is, is not about, you know, being good or being pure or some kind of, um, you know, hierarchical experience. It's really about Letting go of all that isn't you.
0: Yeah. Just getting back again into the alignment that's calling for you now. Exactly. And so that may be
1: that that former version of you that built all of those things that were of service, that is is known for these things, that that version of you has actually
0: completed yeah. their cycle, which is not a failure. It, that's a success. It's just now we're at a matter of how much... Were you wrapped up in the identification and the egoic aspects of what was once in alignment and how hard are you still clinging and how much are you going to go kicking and screaming or are you going to go into another round of surrender? Exactly.
1: And, you know, and it can be like many things we're connected to, whether it's the material, whether it's the resources that are coming through, whether it's the identity, um, whether it's a team we've built you know, that we don't want to let down or, you know, that we're supporting. It's like, there's all kinds of ways we can grasp to whatever the old thing is that's ready to go. And so, you know, collectively there has been this kind of external unplug, you know, that's happened for many people that were just on that wheel of production. Totally.
0: And, you know, for the most part, for a lot of folks, like everyone around them was in that wheel too. And so it added to the distortion was the way forward and most likely going to continue to always be the way forward because everywhere they looked, everyone was still in the same hamster wheel. Exactly. And so
1: in that first example of for people who are still maybe working for a corporation or working on a team or whatever that might be, it's like for them to maybe be the first one to unplug from that and kind of go rogue and not have a lot of other examples maybe in their lives directly you know maybe other ways they have models for that what I find though is that many of us who did that journey 10-15 years ago who are now in this other experience of okay we've we've been in that alignment. We've created, you know, we've really listened to our divine calling and our divine assignment. We've created something that's really of service. And now we're being asked to let it go again yes, because we've succeeded in completing that cycle. And now we're being asked to lead in a new way and we don't have a map for that we don't have a model for
0: that yes I cannot <laughs> tell you in this freaking conversation it's just like pew pew pew, 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 <laughs> pew just like flashing me to my own journey yes. and like because yeah however many 10 12 whatever how many years ago it was that I had my initial veil lifting divine intervention and yeah being shown the visions of I mean at this point, I've been doing this long enough that, yeah, I, I am one of the older folks and I've been, yeah. you know, I'm not new to this game of uh, <laughs> spiritual public figures or whatever. But at the time when I was being shown the visions and being asked to step forward into what spirit was asking me to, yeah, there was not modeling no. for me.
1: No. and And I think that's the benefit for those who are unplugging now is Mm. that there are many way showers who have created a map for those people to kind of move through that wheel that we've completed. And now what I see the new myth, sort of how I see that facilitating this next phase is that we're being asked to create something that's never existed there is no map for where we're going and so those of us who have really committed to this journey of divine purpose and surrender and alignment and authenticity to empower ourselves as these creators to truly serve the highest good of all and our highest love and truth we're now being called to kind of do the next phase of that to be the wayshowers of kind of this next wave of what we're, what we're moving through. And we don't have a model Mm -hmm, for that. mm -hmm. Right. Just like we didn't 10, 15 years ago. And so the new myth to me is those of us who have lived this really deep transformation these last years, you know, decades, whatever. Now, there are many of us who are ready to tell that story. And when we tell that story after we've truly lived the depth of it, not just trying to bop in and do a quick little shadow process and then Mm. come back and now I'm a shaman. It's like, no, those of us who have truly lived it, now it's our time to tell it. And as we tell those stories of transformation in a way that creates transformation for the reader, which is the work that I do. It's like really understanding the archetypal relationship and the bridge that you're building for people and by using your story as the teacher, not by practices and... The how-to guide. Exactly. It's your story, your life is the teacher. It's the
0: how-to guide. Yes. Wow. Okay. Let's, let's, okay. let's just breathe for a moment because I'm <laughs> let... Everything, drop in uh, another layer or 10. (laughs) Let everything that's been shared settle within us, if that resonates and you want to invite Mm -hmm. it in to let it settle. Okay. Okay. Before we keep going forward, Mm -hmm. do you have any hypothesis or ideas of... For those who have done a cycle or a wheel of you know this whole this whole journey so far mm-hmm. and they, and they they've gotten into better alignment with their calling, but if they still cling on and still want to like create in that old way, like what do you think is gonna happen, or mm. I don't know like what what might be one potential scenario or example? if they just remain so steadfast, like let's say they didn't realize how ego identified they got Mm -hmm. with what they had created as an entrepreneur in the last six years. And they're just like, come hell or high water, I'm still going to go this way. Like what might happen?
1: Yeah. I feel like this is an interesting example in terms of how we're, we as creators, right. Which are, our higher creative self that's, you know, not bound by time, um, that version of us is, is co-creating all of this with us, right? Mm -hmm. So anytime, I mean, like, I'm sure you can think of some examples where a message came through and maybe it was clear, but you sort of created some confusion around it. Like, oh, I don't know what that means. Or like, oh, I'll come back to that. Or I know for me, there have been times where I've gotten a clear, like go left instead of right. And logically, or like in terms of the momentum or like what was already moving, it was just sort of like, oh yeah, I see what you're directing me toward, but like I need to let me just complete this and then I'll turn my attention yeah. back over I'll, here. I'll make
0: the left turn in two months. Yeah,
1: It's like, it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. No problem. Yep. I'll, I'll go check that corner of the room in a minute. I'm just going to finish up over here. It's like, we will always be receiving direction externally, internally, like, you know, through the channels of our friends, our clients, our loved ones a sign on the wall, a song on the radio. It's like, you know, the animals, we're, we're always in that co-creative field. And if we're moving too quickly, either for the messages to reach us or for us to, to actually process and integrate what is being shown here, what am I truly being asked to do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we're, or just straight up ignoring it, right. We might just be like, that sounds nice, but
0: It feels good this way. Yeah.
1: It's like, I don't, okay, sure. You know, even for me, it's like, I think of what I'm in the process of creating now with a publishing company that came to me years ago. And I remember thinking like, oh, that's, I mean, that sounds like a whole operation. I'm going to need a whole team for that. That sounds like a whole thing. Like maybe in 10 years, maybe in whatever. It's like life brought me the circumstances Mm. to create what I'm here to create. Mm -hmm. And not that I was resisting it, but I can say it came through before the moment where I actually accepted it. right? And so in that design, it's like the messages will get louder. There will be circumstances that are created for us that will unplug the fan. It's like if we're creating through our own limitation and our own will, and we're continuing to just kind of muscle forward, crank, you know, and do that kind of grind, crank, like keep it going, right? You know, energetically, like we can kind of muscle our way through it for a bit. What will we create with that energy? It will not sustain itself because that energy is finite. And so, which is which is exactly why we are building things from the ground up so that we can build in a sustainable way. We can build in a regenerative way. We can create things that are lasting through this alignment
0: and union. Yes. That's why I'm always, you know, it's just I, so much coming in in this talk. Uh, yeah, and I was shown quite a while ago like even when Luke and I went to we gave separate talks at that psychedelic conference Mm. in Vegas but you know what started coming through as part of what I needed to share that day is just like always checking what are the energetics behind what step you're taking what are the energetics truly what are the energetics behind what you're creating what's back what's backing it yes what is the fuel yes propelling exactly whatever it is in the trajectory line forward exactly
1: <sighs> you know and so what we had been doing in the old way and any time that we're not receiving the message even in the new way it's i find that with the acceleration of the energy within ourselves within the planet As the energy vibrates in this higher frequency, those old ways and those kind of denser energetics, it's like a fuel that doesn't it doesn't actually power the devices that we're using now.
0: Mm. So do you think it's going to be kind of like a, a domino effect in the sense of, let me try and find words for what it just came in, in the sense of, okay, let's just use Instagram or social media mm-hmm. um, and and some people's ways of leading or being a public figure in the spiritual space is just like, you know, pumping pumping things yeah. out like oh, this, this concept is big right now. I'm going to teach about this concept or I'm going to create mm-hmm. infographics or art around this concept because this is what most of the world is talking about. And just um, and moving from a bit of or a lot of that old system, let's yeah. say, that's the place from which they're on social media, for example, yeah. from. And yet as that way is disintegrating crumbling dying off bear with me on trying to figure this out like if they continue in yes. that way and that is no longer the proper fu- fuel for the new yes. myth way will simultaneously the collective as they start to pick up on The old way is not resonating anymore. And there seems to be this new gateway opening. Mm -hmm. Will that old way of creating social media content speak less and less to more people? Yeah. Uh, Well, I, you know, it's interesting because it's,
1: there is a kind of like chicken egg conundrum here, yeah, which is like, you know this machine that is creating for consumption right which is what social media is it's like there's there's an energy that that was built with mm. there's an energy that sustains that in terms of what goes viral what is popular what is feeding that machine based on the energy it was created with okay right And so, just like the example of you know, really seeing what is your intention, what's the energy with which you're creating, right? So, an example of this that I can think of is recently a trip we took. The energy while we were booking the trip Mm. (laughs) (laughs)
0: was—I
1: chuckle only because I know you know this trip. (laughs) Um, The energy was just like I'm exhausted. I got to get out of here. Right? So then we book the trip so that we can rest. But the energy that we booked the trip with was I'm exhausted. I got to get out of here. So what happens when we get to this place we're intending to rest? Well, consciously we're intending to rest the energy that we booked that, made that plan with, which creates the field that that experience is held within, guess what happened? Each place we arrived to, there was some kind of problem. (laughs) There was some kind of issue. That was the exhausting cycle that continued, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like people can keep choosing to create you know, with a conscious quote unquote good intention. And if the fuel that's driving their creation is like needing to source something externally, whether that's money, validation, their own worth, their own value, social status, social media numbers, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that is a finite system. But so seductive. Yes. And, you know, that's why the, the final thresholds of, you know, the, the process of sort of like returning on the story map, there's one of the thresholds I call the last temptation. Because it's once you've done that, you've, you've gone into the void, you've chosen the unknown. You've said, okay, I don't know what's next. I don't know what the path is. I don't have a map. And there's got to be something more than this go, 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 do, do, do production consumption wheel. I've had enough. And so I choose to, to dive in. And then as you move through that dark night and the surrender, and then the kind of reclamation and transmutation you go through, when you begin to see through new eyes, when you begin to see the old for what it is from a place of neutrality, right. right? Not from a place of judgment or superiority or whatever it is, but to see the function of what it is, like looking at something and saying, that's a red pillow. You're able to go, okay, that's a red pillow. Do I want to create another red pillow? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now let me pull the energy back from mm. what I have created. So a huge part of this is self-responsibility.
0: Yeah, a huge
1: Yes. You know, and that return to sovereignty is about seeing how you've
0: been the one creating yeah.
1: this go, 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 do, do, do.
0: And that thing, it's like, you know, and we're not faulting or blaming because like Christina and I were both in that way for a long time in different capacities yep. as well. It's just like... Those were functionalities of the old paradigm yes. system that at one point was more robust Yes, and doing its thing in a different way than it is now. And then, so with where we're at right now, it's like, oh God. Well, then it's always serving
1: something. That's what's important to see, like the self-responsibility piece. It's like, it's actually serving you. If you believe it's not serving you, you need to really look at the part of you that is gaining something from that exchange, right? And until you recognize that, until you go, oh, here's how I'm creating this. There might be plenty of things that are, that you're not creating, that are not in your control, that have nothing to do with you. But you finding your own piece of your creative power within those systems, within those dynamics, reclaiming your piece of it, Mm. transmuting that, and then consciously directing that in a way that says, it's different. What do I choose to create from here? Mm. And that's when that last temptation comes in. And this is kind of where people can get stuck in the dance where Mm -hmm. they've surrendered. They're in that divine alignment. They're, they're really like choosing to create something new and then the, the light switch opportunity comes in. Yeah. That little carrot dangle, right? Because
0: so many, because again, like, you know, being a visionary and being a leader does require a lot of courage and, and bravery and really staunch sovereignty because in this exact phase that we're talking about right now, the vast majority of the people are still going to be fully in the carrot bowl, that you're being dangled with staying in and the other option is like this whole horizon where you're not going to be fueled and fed in the same ways and you don't know and yeah it's um god it's I mean I can even see in my own trajectory just so much how I've been living what we're talking especially in the last two or three years I could feel and I've done a ton of interviews over the last few years where um it's like I could feel the energetics of something new coming Mm -hmm. in and yet it just like so ever so slowly encroaching and like typically when I'm given a piece of guidance or an instruction it's just like kapow clear I I answer right yet this other system yeah (sighs) has just been and it's only been in us talking that I'm connecting the dot that that thing that I've been picking up on is I think this thing that we're talking about this big system because I've I've said you can go back into whatever interviews where I'm like I can just feel this whole new thing that's wanting to be born through me and that I'm to birth like it's just hasn't fully revealed itself to me yet and I have been in this with this living this for you know like I said the last few years and I can witness as that is simultaneously been ever slowly stepping moving Mm -hmm. forward but not fully revealing these other ways like all these other transitions and transformations simultaneously happening with that new system encroaching and And I I think for the most part, I I you know, I'm not trying to like be a bragger, but I have been with these converging different systems in a pretty darn good way. It's like, oh, now we're moving to Texas. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, now I suddenly feel more passionate about talking about being a homemaker than the fact that I used to be a television host. That's interesting. You know, I've just been like in these intrigue spaces of how much my life looks, feels, functions so differently and in such foreign ways than ever before. There might have been moments where I'm just like, Oh wow. Like, I mean, such a small example I'm giving a talk by the time this airs I will have already given the talk but I'm in a few weeks going to New York and um speaking with different people and I just said to the event organizer you know here's my about page because they asked like you know all the collateral the pictures the bio and I said here's my about page just pull whatever you want from this long long bio mm-hmm. you know I'm not a spring chicken I've lived a few years <laughs> like just take what you want and it was so funny um when their landing page for this event was done and up and running and they were promoting this event um when i just scanned so i could promote it too and i went to that page it's like i was laughing because the sections they pulled from this very long bio that i have were like literally two tiny little paragraphs that just said you know that i live in devotion to the calls and i'll be at the event and i was like and it didn't list any of the like Forbes, New York Times speaking in front of audiences of 15,000, all the things that are more of that old model. And it's such a small example, but yet example of everything we're talking about, because I did have a moment where I was like, oh, I better, I I should email them because like, this isn't like a substantial, robust bio this representative of right. all that I've accomplished right. and done. And then I caught, but I caught myself and I was very consciously with this whole thing, yes. this dance. And I thought, huh, but wait, all of this freaking media, this mm-hmm. HBO, this featured this and all of these media outlets yeah. that are constantly only fueling the old paradigm yes. ways. I was like, no, this is fun, Allison. Okay, (laughs) like certainly there are going to be a lot of eyeballs that go on this page and perhaps see my picture maybe for the first time and learn about me for the first time on this page. And this is like the whole conversation we're having because what they're going to learn about me on that page is – what truly at the end of the day, they should be learning about me, that I live in devotion. Right. And that's about it. (laughs) Right. And, um, and so I chose to not email them and I let the little tiny fragment of a paragraph live to, um, to this day, that's what's on there. And, it might sound so silly and small, but that was a huge exercise yes. for me in choosing to embody and live the new myth. Yeah. And what
1: I feel is like, as we as we come into, you know, there's so many identities that we embody in a single day, right? So many roles we play just in being our authentic selves, right? It's like, you know, whether we're shifting from, you know, creating a new home to running an event to, you know, communicating about something we've created to putting posts out. It's like, we're, we're in so many roles and so many identities in a single day and none of them are wrong. It's like, it's like they're each serving a purpose and, and we're consciously or unconsciously shifting into those mm. identities to meet a goal, right? Like each of our identities has a different goal for us. Right. Right. And so what can happen is like when we complete that goal, when it's like, great, the book is out. Like that is complete. Now, now your identity as an author could continue with new creations, with you know, whatever you're inspired to do next, right? But this version of you is complete. Mm -hmm. Uh And so what we often do though, is we're kind of accumulating those because of our bios and our resumes and our whatevers to be able to say, hey, I've checked all these boxes, I'm legitimate, right? It's the same thing like being in New York and it's like, okay, once you drop this name or that name, you're okay to talk to at a party or you're welcome. Take a meeting with. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so within that old system, there are certain of those like flash your card to make sure that you're allowed into this room Mm -hmm. within that old system. And it's so
0: funny too. Like the other day, Luke is working with some new members on his team and, um, so sometimes they're here as he's working on certain projects or podcasts and um and so the other day this we're oh, speaking of literally as <laughs> I speak of Luke he walks through the door um hi honey <laughs> and so this was just yesterday one of these new team members was here and I'm sitting on the couch like Five feet away. I can hear their whole conversation. They're also not trying to hide anything from me. It's very aware that I'm watching my love-based reality shows on Netflix while they're having (laughs) this meeting. Love those. And so as the two of them, Luke and this new team member, are discussing potential projects, for Luke and his business brand career moving forward. One of potential things is, you know, Luke and I have Higher Power Couple, Mm. which is this conscious sacred union um, relationship type of brand where we give talks together, like the one that you have attended last year at Modern (laughs) Nirvana, and we'll do that again in September. And so this new team member... You know, I haven't spent really any time with him. I haven't told him anything about my background. And so it was just so funny for me. And I never, I didn't speak up because I didn't feel called to. I was just like, again, I was in this intrigue, this fascination space of all that we're talking about. So I'm sitting on the couch hearing this new person who doesn't know my background, who doesn't know all that I have lived, done, embodied, accomplished, all these things, and he is like, so yeah, with this, you know, higher power couple stuff, does Allison have an audience? And, um, and I'm like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm just like, I'm just so, this is fun. And so I just sit and I listen. And I think where, where I'm having this experience is like, wow, yeah, this man who's been based in Austin and he's not really in the spiritual space that's not his, his lane. He loves my book and he's obsessed with that. But that's pretty much the extent of that he knows of me is that my name is Allison and I have authored Animal Power. And so I thought, huh, this is so cool that, yeah, there are people that I meet that just see me walking around this house, that they come over to have this meeting. And it's fun for my brain to think like, oh, wow. Like they literally could just think that, that I am quote unquote, just a homemaker. Right. Or that like, I'm just this woman who's Luke's wife. Right. Who, um, you know, that they see walking around. I did make some cookies yesterday. (laughs) They, they smell, they see her baking cookies and, um, And it was just a good, like all of these are good exercises for me in being a leader of the new myth, um, because I really didn't ever feel a true urge to, like, say, like, bro, like, bro, 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 do you want me to rattle off a couple (laughs) bullet points here of like where I come from? Because I can run circles around you. That that is where a little ego flaring came in, because I'm like, honey. I could run circles around your ass. Like, I used to work in television in New York City for more than a decade. Like, you know, that, that, that rattle the bullets off. But I felt content to sit on that couch, yes. watching my love reality show on Netflix, and letting him think whatever the fuck right. he wants to think about me. Right. And I was truly at peace with that. And I'm sure there will come a time, like if Luke and I decide to to do any higher power couple projects with him and whatever, um, there will obviously come a time where more fleshed out conversations will be yes. had, and they will get to know my background. But I can honestly say yesterday, I was fine with him just being like, not knowing that I have done anything.
1: Well, and it reminds me like just that visual is, you know, it reminds me of the Oracle in the Matrix, who's just there in a New York City apartment, baking cookies, like everyone's levitating spoons in her, you know, like railroad apartment in North Brooklyn or whatever. And she's just there baking cookies and transmitting the truth of whatever <laughs> each person needs to know, not for the big picture, but for the next step. Mm. Right. So it's like, when you asked before, you know, what do people do when they're clinging? What's going to happen if they keep fuel, if they keep kind of running on that old energy that doesn't have the fuel anymore, that doesn't have the power anymore. It's like, life will continue showing them the next step, the new way with with what we're being called to create, it's like, there is no five-year plan. There is no, I can see this far into the future to know that when I take this step, it's gonna lead to that one. It's all about this ability to truly surrender to knowing our own power, our own creative power, when we're in alignment, when we are truly creating with the intention Mm. to serve the highest of all, anything we create, including cookies will hold that frequency in the old way. It is more about the bullet, rattle, the bullet points and like the proving and the flashing the cards of like, here are my credentials. Here's what I've accomplished. Here's what I've created. And now to me, you know this this new pathway for late leadership which is about first really living the depth of your story of yes. this true surrender and This integration, right? Because it does take many years, right? It's that's why, even for me with the publishing company, it was like, yeah, it came through. And also, I still had a lot more of my story to live before it was the moment for me to take that step. And when it's actually the moment, you will know there will not be confusion. Right. There might be fear. There might be, you know, other things that come up just. Anytime we're doing something new, anytime we're stepping into the unknown, there's a level of uncertainty. And in this new way, we, we align with that. We become that in a way that we're not fearful Mm -hmm. of taking the next step just because we can't see what we're building two miles away, yeah, you know, and that to me is about that return to the feminine. It's about that creative feminine principle. Openness,
0: receptivity. Yes.
1: And just the, you know, in the presence of, you know, the field of all possibilities, there is no certainty. There yeah. is no one way. And so really opening to that first, and that's a scary thing for people, you know, that's, that's why the first threshold is death. It's like, yeah, you're going to a part of you, many parts of you will die. The old is meant to. Mm -hmm. It's not because you failed. It's not because even that there was anything wrong with those ways. It's just what have those ways created? Is this what we desire to create? A world that's imbalanced, a world that is constantly Creating and consuming and producing and not living, not fueling itself, not in harmony with our resources and our planet and each other. You know, do we desire to create more of that? Well, the tipping point, you know, we got to is there's enough of us who are devoted and committed to creating something new that. Those of us are. Hi, baby. <laughs> cookies in the house. She wants to
0: sit on your lap. Come I think come on, come You sit. might have to pick her up. She's a little portly. Come on. Want to come? She wants you to pick her up. You want to come? Okay. Let's see. Let's see if we. She's can a, a heavy gal. Let's see if we could pick you up. Cookies okay, decided cookies to, to. She's been up house. here the whole time, but she was napping. Now <laughs> she wants to play a bigger role. She's presiding. Yeah. She's like, okay, I've got something <laughs> to say. Oh, we'll kisses.
1: Cookie.
0: Pardon but our it's... brief cookie kiss break. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was our refuel yeah. of the feminine. Yeah. So, you know, there's enough of us who are living the new and we have been long enough that now it's coming into form. It is, it is like grounded enough and integrated enough that as we return in this union, in this wholeness, we all we come together to co-create with the divine, with each other, and in this true balance of mm-hmm. when is the production necessary? When is action necessary? Yes, yes. You know, you know because we need that too. It's And that's the other yeah. thing is it's about really coming back into all that we've repressed in, you know, through the feminine and what's valued and what's, you know denied and discarded and diminished and reclaiming all of that, seeing all of that, witnessing all of that, embodying all of that, and then coming back into harmony with the material world, Mm -hmm. with our resources, with what we're creating, you know, with the structures we're building. And so in this, in this pathway of the new myth that many leaders are, are being called to release, let go, like reimagine, reinvent themselves Mm -hmm. in ways they have created these incredible things that have been of service, created a lot of resources, created so much in this world of form. And yet that is complete. So as that completes, it's like, how can we be in this natural cycle with creation?
0: Oh God. I mean, I, again, I've been, I've truly been living this and yeah, it's been so beautiful and powerful overall. I really trust, but I, um, and I've been doing it for, for a long time in terms of just letting myself be instead of do. And I put in the work and I paid my dues to get to a place where somehow I have had the the miracle to have manifested a life where I do now have a partner and I don't have to carry the load on my yes. own in New York City, like grinding it out, yes. pounding the concrete jungle, like trying to sort out rent and all the bills by myself while I'm also celibate for five years and all of the things <laughs> like now my life, like through my devotion and yes. dedication and really walking the path and living in accordance to spirit, my life does look completely different. And now I've arrived to a place where through my devotion and spirit led miracles, um, I am in a position where I don't have to sort out all the finances and bills on my own, which has afforded me the opportunity to let go and relearn again. If I go full in with the divine feminine, how does that feel in my body? How does that function and move in my daily life? What does that create? And Cookie, leave it. She's starting to distract me. Cookie, we love, you, we love you. But all of your licks and stuff. We love you so much. You can lay right here maybe. But Don't no more no more bites. Let's or maybe see. if she doesn't, yeah, yeah, I'll
1: kind of put the arm. She
0: has allergies here in Texas and so that's what she's trying to tend yeah. to, we'll but all I can, can see is like her <laughs> chewing on herself.
1: So what would you be inspired to create when you're outside of that wheel of Going, going, going. Doing, doing, doing.
0: Since so far, it's not shit. It's like what I'm inspired to create is learn guitar, which you know, you know, is amazing, and that feels incredible. What I'm inspired to create is a baby. Yeah. It's you know, it's things totally, yes. completely, one hundred percent foreign than any of my previous mm-hmm. creations, and 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 it's great. But simultaneously, what comes with the willingness to allow all these different, completely foreign shapes of birthing and creation to come forward is, yeah, all the identifications of the old creations are dying off. Right. And so, yeah, it's this wondrous new world and way. And I don't know yet. Like, I can feel something kind of coming in a little closer but i don't know yet like yeah there's a possibility i don't know animal power volume 2 possible idea but i i don't know yet career based wise what i'm really feeling called to do next right. like is it another book is it another card deck through all of this the only thing that I am like okay I I feel called to hold the line on is ceremony circle podcast. Yeah. And so I continue to allow the storytelling medicine and and yes. all of this um to continue but career wise for the last number of months I mean we're talking actually it's probably like the last couple of years cuz especially once I wrapped the book and then what was left was just to let people know that it exists. Right truly work-wise, like I've just been holding the line with Ceremony Circle Podcast and letting all of this new myth come more alive for me so that I can then create from the new myth energetics.
1: Well, and so, you know, this is such a great example, which is there are so many seasons of creation in our life, right? And because we've been conditioned and all of our, you know, our education, our family systems, everything around us has conditioned us into the old ways, the model of what does it mean to create a good life? What Mm -hmm. is, how do you define success? Yeah. Right. And so as we begin to explore not knowing, As we begin to explore allowing ourselves to be and allowing ourselves to feel and know and express our value when we're playing guitar and getting pregnant and painting and whatever else it is that we're feeling inspired to Mm -hmm. create there's a much deeper conversation this goes into, right, around resources and, and how we live and, you know, there's still bills to pay and there's still food to eat and all these things. And also, we've created that system. Right. And we've fed that system and we've bought into
0: that system. Yeah. And we can create something else. Because I feel the kickings up of like, even though I've been allowing this new way for like the last two plus years, and I'm healthily with it the majority of the time, but that productivity fiber that got so enmeshed and ingrained in my cells, my own fibers, my DNA, like that was so entrenched. It still rears up pretty darn frequently on the days where it's more of a just truly just being day, being with the dog and the cat, being in the hammock, being outside, taking a walk in nature. That old fragment of the Mm -hmm. old paradigm system of the production thread will rear its head and be like, but what work task have you accomplished today? What have you produced? What? Career-wise, have you accomplished right. today?
1: Because that's the, our value system in our overculture says your value equals blank. Your worth is the number in your bank account. Your yes. value is the things you've created, the accomplishments, your bullet-pointed list of you know whatever that bio is. That is what the system, what society, what this model. Values
0: Hey fam, popping in here super quick to remind you that my best-selling Animal Power book and card deck are both available and out now. Animal Power book is 100 animals to energize your life and awaken your soul. It's a deluxe compendium of power animals. So anytime you dream of an animal or have an animal continuously crossing your path and you're wondering, why is this animal showing up so much for me? Just pop into my beautiful book that also has a gorgeous full-page color illustration of each animal to learn its wisdom, teachings, and meaning so you can more deeply understand why that animal showed up in your life. An Animal Power deck is super fun to work with. You can pull a random card to see what animal has a message for you that day or ask the deck a specific question to see what clarity might reveal. Both Animal Power book and deck are available everywhere books are sold. The book has been the number one new release in shamanism and many other categories. You can also get them from my website and when you visit there, AllisonCharles.com backslash animal power that's a l y s o n dot com backslash animal power you'll also receive a free video drumming shamanic journey that i personally guide where you can meet your current power animal i appreciate your support so much and now back to today's show so how do we bravely Keep walking the new myth way when all of what you just said still exists a lot.
1: Yeah. And so it's just, to me, it's about choice, right? Everything, all of this is really about choosing to see your own responsibility in what you've created, how you've participated in that system, and whether or not you desire to keep doing that because there are plenty of people who do. So they can choose to keep creating with that energy, with that intention, I can't say, you know, how will their health present? You know, how will they, what kind of quality of life are they living? Right. right? Truly. Yeah. Um, And they might define that in a different way, just like they might define success in a different way. And so to me, it's, it really is about the choice to be, truly with yourself right with god with creation with your essence of what what resonates for you how do you define success what is quality of life for you because there are lots of things that we can create outside of that system including entirely different industries entirely different ways of exchange of you know creating food of you know and we see lots of examples of this coming up already just economically and you know there's so many ways that people are just in this experimentation of i choose not to create what we have been mm-hmm. i'm going to tr- i i choose to you know reclaim my energy from what from however I've participated and fed that system and it's a layers, right? It's constantly finding little parts of ourselves that are still plugged into that. And in that choice, in that sovereign choice, which requires you to take responsibility and to see the truth of the ways you're participating and to decide whether or not you choose to continue doing that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in that choice is your power. In that choice is your creativity. In that choice, like all the resources are within you. And that is part of the integration and the, the true return to that wholeness of you have access to all mm-hmm. when you are connected to that truth within you, that divine creator within you connects you to all things, all creations, all resources, all elements, all of it. So then from that place of all, all possibilities, all pathways, there is no mistake. There is no wrong way. And the people who continue to choose creating something different will continue to create a certain result, which we've seen and which many of us are opting out of because that's not where we want to go. Yeah. And so as we choose this new way, which is not the five year plan, we are literally creating an entirely new world, industry, way of relating. You know, we're creating step by step each one of us and with each choice. And there is a kind of liminal space of the Mm in-between where there is still part of the old that, you know, we're all, we all still pay our mortgage, you know, we're many of us are still getting food at the grocery store. Like, you know, there, there is a kind of Uh process to a lot of it. Right. And it's, to me, it's just about like understanding where your creative power is going where you're sourcing externally, where you're out of alignment with whatever it is you value, whatever that definition of success is for you. And you know, for many people listening, their call will be to truly like make the choice to really live their story in a deeper way, to go learn guitar, to, you know, move to a different city to try something they've never tried before. That will be their calling. And then for many people who have done some of this deep work, who are the way showers, who are creating the new, that next calling might be to tell their story. Mm. It might be to, you know, have that part of that integration and part of the medicine that they offer be the truth and transparency of the journey they took, which... Mm you know, they can't create a map for someone else. They, you know, all I can teach you is how to be me. That's not functional for you. And if I can, from a place of, of real truth and transparency and self-responsibility, like choose to share this story of what my experience was and offer it in a way that Not to teach you, not to fix you, not to heal you, just really as an offering of this is how I experienced this universal journey that we're all on, this cycle of transformation Mm -hmm. that we're all living. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the reason that I think of it as, you know, or call it the new myth is because I see this kind of soul extension of the Joseph Campbell you know, 2,500 years from now, 5,000 years from now, who's looking back at this time of great change that we're in, this, this time of transition that we're in between these ages. And then they look at all of the stories that were told, all the books that were written, all the art that was created, you know, everything that was created from this period of time, what I believe is that what they will see embedded within all of that Is this transformational process, which when we, when we offer that and share that and tell that from a place that is truly personal and unique and transparent, that serves, it's like a mirror for people in that universal way that they can see themselves in a new way through the clear reflection of you.
0: Yeah, I think you hit on some of those key words of um, transparency. Mm -hmm. I forget what the other two were, but I took this from your website. Writing from the heart with nothing to hide and nothing to prove is what transforms the lives of your readers. True stories are like messengers that spark other hearts and souls to ignite their remembrance. I know this is like a big or slash loaded question, but in you being a book doula and working with so many authors, especially authors that are visionaries and leaders of this new paradigm, new myth, um, are there a couple of examples of things you've heard yourself say over and over again to these authors of like that helps them really step into that place of nothing to hide and nothing to prove? Like really, truly... All in, all out, honestly telling your story Mm -hmm. because it's not the easiest of feats. Right. And so that's why,
1: you know, the story map process was born from me repeating the same thing (laughs) over and over again with everyone who came to me and, you know, they knew like yes i i spent you know my time in publishing and worked for the new york times and did all these things they knew that part but they knew that i was kind of like behind the scenes doing the deep work and traveling and sitting with these teachers and you know that that was really my heart and my soul calling and so the people who had the sort of weird stories or the things that maybe the stories they'd never told things, people didn't know about them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were a certain kind of leader or they had lived a certain kind of life. And so they were worried to tell this story, like, Oh, what would their kids think? Or would that affect their business somehow? Or, you know, people would come to me saying, you know, Hey, here's my book. Like, could you edit it? Could you do this with it? They, they needed someone who wasn't just an editor. Mm-hmm. They needed someone who got it and who had lived it in a way that, what I found myself, you know, repeating. And and that's kind of where story map came from. And, and even where this new myth concept came from, it was like, wow, we're living a whole new framework here, a whole new template. And I could see this deep dive that I had been on for so many years. There was this kind of universal imprint that no matter your circumstances or where you were coming from, you were moving through these three acts. You were moving across these thresholds. And, you know, so in that process of kind of guiding people and and seeing, you know, many people have this desire or this inspiration to write a book. And so they're like, okay, I'm going to write my book. I'm going to take this time off. I'm going to go to a cabin or I'm going to go to a 30, write your book in a weekend or write your book in 30 days or whatever. And I'm going to bang it out. I'm going to put a bunch of stories in this Word document. I'm going to put a bunch of words in this Word document. And then I'm going to write my book. And what people were missing, and tons of people still publish plenty of books like that. But what I feel really called, what I feel inspired and really passionate about is not just telling your story like, cool story, bro. Yeah, there's lots of stories. Both of us could sit here all day and night telling cool, like crazy stories that happened to me. And, you know, if that's serving some kind of expression, if that's serving some kind of part of us that wants to be seen and heard and known or related to, or, you know, there's, there's a certain purpose and service for that. And if you truly desire to create transformation in telling your story, there's a much deeper undercurrent that's present, which isn't about tell me your coolest stories or tell me all the crazy things that have happened to you or throw spaghetti at the wall and just kind of
0: see what the editor says they like the most. Right. And
1: then let them move it around or something. It's like, no, 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 no. And so, you know, what I found myself sort of in this story map process, which is why it is kind of this architecture of the new myth is because it's Once you can see the archetypal journey of transformation, and that has shifted for us, we're not living that same hero's journey. Some of us are, Hollywood is, you know, there is still, you know, plenty of content that's being created from that map. And there are many people who are living a much deeper journey and that journey is, this return to the feminine, this return to our divine connection, this return to our calling, this return to being in the face of all of this programming and conditioning that keeps us distracted from doing just that. And so, you know, when I hear you talking about like this, this phase of life that you're in and these new ways of being and creating, it's like, how can we end telling our stories and sharing our truth, especially behind the scenes with the leaders and visionaries who have this very forward facing personality and, you know, people know these certain parts of their career or their life, but they don't know those deep moments of hands and knees, despair with God, just like, you know, in complete collapse, right? It's like, those aren't the stories that fit into the tiny squares on Instagram. And so to me, what I always bring people back to in terms of, you know, first I help them understand just that archetypal journey and they can see themselves in it. And then they go, oh, okay, right. There are all these moments where I cross this certain certain threshold. There are all these moments where I'm identified this certain way. And first, you know, being able to see yourself in that they can begin to, to relate to the reader, to, to see this. It's like they're speaking to this former version of themselves and that version of themselves didn't have a resource, didn't have a model, didn't have this book, didn't have these stories. And so it's really about this relationship with the reader and what serves them and not in this kind of codependent disempowered way but in in a true like connection with that kind of soul extension of themselves from this earlier part of the journey where they can look and say you know here are all the ways i was disempowering myself here are all the ways that now with this experience and this wisdom i can look back and see i thought i was creating this thing but really you know my intention or my motivation was something else it was Mm -hmm. something subconscious it was something you know rooted in the the need for validation or whatever it is and it's like in that relationship first we need to understand ourselves and to have journeyed deep enough within ourselves in this process this is what I mean about living your story first it's like we can't take people anywhere we haven't been yeah and, you know, a lot of, like, I'm not the person to come to if if you want to just bang out a book and be an expert and do your, like, five easy tips on this thing. Like, that's just not, I'm not interested in reading that. I'm not interested in creating that. But the people who come to me are the ones who have lived a really deep, rich story and may not have had the outlet to share it, may have been focused on building their business, building their family, building these other things. And yet in that integration, when they come back in that return of their wholeness, there's this part of them that knows there's a service in what they've lived Mm -hmm. and for them to share that transparently. What I find in my work with people is that they do a whole journey through the wheel in writing their book, it's like they live a whole new transformation in the process of getting real with themselves. Yes. And, you know, a big part of... of That's especially, what happened
0: to me with animal power. Well, but, right. Go ahead. And, yeah.
1: and, you know, one of the things that I find with leaders especially is, you know, one of the things I say is just like truly the story you're afraid to tell is what will lead to your most courageous work. Mm. And so even in our desire to serve by, okay, I'm ready to write a book. I'm ready to really share these stories. You know, even public figures who are who are sort of used to being seen in a certain way, well, they haven't been seen in this depth. They haven't been seen in these moments of despair. They haven't, you know, really first seen themselves very transparently. Where are they hiding? Where are they still trying to prove themselves? Where are they still externally sourcing their validation, their worth, all of that? And, you know, in that process, it's like, oftentimes that's really the first work we do before we get into any of the logistics of, sure, I can outline your book for you. Like that's easy for me. And it's really more about you really, truly connecting with that part of yourself that is the reader understanding who you're Mm. talking to, where they are on that map, which also requires you to locate yourself correctly because many people want to believe they're farther along than they are. Right. Right. Which is also just our mind and just the way that, you know, our ego mind can kind of function is like, well, I've done all these things and you know, of course I had my dark night and of course I surrendered and I'm with God and, you know, I'm creating with the best intentions and I'm creating to, you know, serve the highest. And to me, there's, there's always a deeper layer and I've lived in enough to know that. And so I'm always, sort of on the lookout within myself. Oh god, I can right? just
0: picture and feel people that have worked with you. It's, I bet they really despise you at times, like the fires that have, that inevitably come in for some, you know. Yes. Which I mean ultimately is a great thing, but I can just feel what some of the
1: Well, and it's and it is really that like the energy of that divine that fire of divine love is like all that is true will remain when the fire has come. So the only thing that can burn, the only thing that mm-hmm. can die is what is untrue. And if we know that and embody that and live that, then we're not worried about letting go. We're not worried about the identity or the material or whatever it is, because we know if that if that is meant to serve the next season of our creation, it will remain right? if it was truly created from that resonance of alignment and truth and integrity and our true essence, what we are here to create and serve and how we're here to lead, which can look very different mm-hmm. in different seasons of life, right? Yeah. That's another place we can kind of get caught in the loop is like, what does it mean to be a leader? right? What does it mean to be successful? There's a lot of ways we're taught about how that looks. And for those of us who are recreating that, it's like every day I see someone else on Instagram, like taking a sabbatical, going to go plant a garden, going to go learn to play guitar. Like I'm out for a bit, you know, because there is this new season of creation, which is this you know the energy of the new myth there is no one way there is no check the boxes to be a leader to be a success to be whatever it is it's it's truly about eyes on your own paper mind your own business yes go deep into yourself and create from what is true for you yes and and when you create anything you create from that true essence in that place of, you know, true integration and wholeness and transparency, it will hold the frequency of whatever that is. And it's like you lying in your hammock, holding that frequency of love. What if that were creating more
0: good for the planet than you? It's doing anything else. It's such an old paradigm mindfuck. I know. Which is great. You know, and I'm relishing in all of this. It's just, it's, it's so good. Um, Here's another line I think I pulled from um, one of your documents or your, your website. Stories of transformation we're living and telling now will become the next era of sacred texts, mm-hmm. and I love this part too, as leaders, we cross the threshold first, we step beyond the known and into the new, we choose death and rebirth over maintaining the status quo, so in that, before we get to like the closing ceremony practice yeah. and and wrap things up like this and I know we 've covered this, but let 's just do one more little go over this choosing rebirth mm-hmm. over the status quo. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know it's essentially been our whole conversation, but it's just like, it's such a paramount thing, especially in the place that we're in individually, collectively. It's like, we're at the heart, we're at the epicenter of that, the choosing the rebirth over the status quo, like anything else percolating up inside of you, as I say that to, to be of support for those who are like, really feeling like I, I want to be a part of the new, the new myth. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say, you know, they feel really clear in that, but next week that carrot comes a dangling, yes. that yes. old dangler. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny cause
1: in all of that, the thing that really hit me is, is heart. Mm. Right. And to me, this, we hit so many choice points every day, and, you know, especially in times of big change, the time we're in now collectively where there are so many opinions, there's so much information, there are, you know, people doing their best to to flip that switch and keep the old running any way they can. You know, there are many doing their best to live the new without knowing what that means and just showing up every day and <laughs> Let's this you yeah, know, hanging here. in the hammock, yeah. or baking a cookie, or petting the cookie. I
0: mean, I say <laughs> on a regular basis because I surrender it all at all times, and I'm just like, if you got like I, I'm still here, open to receive, yeah, yeah. and I'm still here on the path of infinite evolution. If you got a download, it, I'm here for it. Yeah, another day goes by. Okay, we're in the here hammock we again. Are. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> and it's you know, I I feel like this such a big part of this journey of surrender is really about like, you know, all of, all of act two in the story map. It's like, if you imagine a big circle that's cut into four kind of slices, right. Act one is that first kind of 25%. Act two is two of the slices. It's 50%. And that's all the descent.
0: That's Mm. all
1: the unseen world. That's all the underworld. Mm. That's all within. And like, that's our body. That's our heart. That's our connection to spirit. That's our connection to all. And, And that is the energy that births form, right? It's the creative feminine is what we are all born from into this world. And so- Coming back to that, and that looks very different for everybody, whatever that process is coming back to the body, coming back to the heart, coming back to the connection to soul within each of us, you know. And part of that is slowing down long enough Mm -hmm. to allow that to be felt, to be heard, to be witnessed before we're then back on, you know, the hamster wheel. Yeah. And so. If there were sort of a, no matter where you are in your journey of living your story or telling your story or, you know, still sort of plugged into the old, wanting to create the new or creating the new and having no idea what you're fucking doing or what's next or what you're being called to surrender or create. It's like across the board, the thing I would say to every single human being is stop Slow down, breathe, and just give yourself a minute. Like really come into the place where you can hear the message. You can receive what's here. That's always, you're always co-creating with internal, external, all of these spirits and beings and all of these energies are here all the time whether or not you're present to them, connected to them, you know, co-creating with them. It's like the the medicine of this time is the sacred pause.
0: Yes, yes. I mean, if anyone listens to every episode of Ceremony Circle, so many episodes leading up to now, it's just like I've just been saying over and over, it's just about space, breath, and simplicity for yes. me. It's just like clearing it out, doing my best to stay in my pure divine field, you know, s- separate as much as possible from the noise and distortion and yes. all of that. And in that intention and prayer has just become so much simplicity, so much space, so much breath. And, you know, yeah, just just patience and trust. And it's like, yes. yeah, I've probably sat and watched more, love reality Netflix and Hulu shows than I ever dreamed I would ever but there's something when I'm doing that there's like that deeper awareness that's that reminds me like there's gonna come a point soon where you're really glad you gave yourself this time exactly and it's you know if we can like a lot of
1: what's been coming up for me recently I've been in this big transition And being called to rest, and yet when I'm resting, I can feel all of the creations in the field. I can feel all that's coming, and my impulse, Mm -hmm. my reflex is to be like, oh, but there's all these things to create, and I can feel all of it here. And so why am I lying down or like have a full week on my calendar completely not booked with a single call intentionally. And it's like part of that for many of us who have been conditioned into the old system is really just like reaching the parts of ourselves that have been completely abandoned Mm -hmm. in all of our overexpressed going, 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 doing, doing, doing. It's like there's a frequency and, and a part of our soul and ourselves that cannot reach us Mm -hmm. when we are in the field of all that noise. Totally. And so to you, it might look like, oh, I'm just like watching some Netflix show, or I'm just hanging with the dog, or I'm just puttering around in the backyard. And it's like on a soul level, like you are doing so much Mm -hmm. energetically in your integration in, you know, and there is Like oftentimes with people's books, especially because they might have a certain timeline or a deadline or deadline, funny word. It's like this pushing of wanting to create within that old system of, well, this idea came to me and this thing. So I've got to, I've got to push it out. Right. right? And it's like the amount of of like just miraculous shift that I've seen with people when we're working together for a year on, you know, they'll come to me and say, this is my book. And I'll look at it and say, this is not your book. Let's start over. Then we move through the whole story map process. Then they go through a whole death, rebirth, transformation. We go, we do all that. We live all that, you know, and then with fresh eyes, they see now what what the, the truest core of that, that treasure, that wholeness, that transmission really is. And so then we begin to build around that. Mm. And as we do that, it's sort of like, there's this natural course of what they lived throughout that process, what they lived for the book in that process. And it's like, they couldn't have written that book six months ago. They hadn't lived it yet. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with a lot of this, I think the fear, the way we're programmed around kind of our, our perception of the feminine is like, oh, you know, there's this idea that we're just going to lie around and be lazy and eat bonbons and, you know, sort of have this, like, you know, be lumps on a log or something. And that you know, we need that masculine to, you know, to create anything. It's like, oh, but don't, don't lay around too long. You'll just end up whatever, right? It's like, this is, this is part of our conditioning and, you know, what people don't realize until they live it, until they experience it is actually how much more Mm -hmm. fire Mm -hmm. and action and precision And like that excites my inner masculine. It's like my inner masculine now understands that allowing the feminine to really be in her full process in the timing of whatever that is, whatever it may look like to the masculine inside or outside. Yes. The feminine when allowed to really be and play that guitar, you know, lie around in the hammock, Whatever it is, go get
0: a yoni massage. Right. It's
1: like whatever it is, that is actually the fuel. That is the inspiration. That is the true purity of like that frequency that the masculine will then take and bring into form. Yes. And the more clear and pure and true that is, it's actually way more efficient for the masculine to take that step then. Rather than to take it too soon and push it forward and then to have to rebuild, which it's like, think of the house metaphor, right? It's sort of like, okay, you can have someone who's rushing through something, right? And cutting corners, getting the job done.
0: and Making then, the deadline, they right. said.
1: And then you can have all that it takes to go back and now correct that now that it's solid and in form or you can take the time it takes with those 10 rounds of architectural plans with waiting 6 months for that one you know type of wood with you know whatever it is that that is the natural process of truly building it structurally sound, energetically sound, imbalanced, harmonized, regenerative, Mm -hmm. sustainable. You do that once and it lasts. Not to say that you won't then decide to build a new house or create something different. It's just as the masculine becomes more attuned to the feminine and gets out of a lot of that conditioning and programming and knows like oh hey you're resting you're playing you're in your replenishment and nourishment and bliss and whatever that is that's great that's going to make my job that's going to make me more powerful successful refined precise when i go to take action mm-hmm. so take the time you need yeah and that's a very Ooh. different relationship
0: ah oh, it's so good i mean wow so much power packed into this conversation and so thank you for being a willing conduit to (laughs) receive all of these concepts and theories of the new myth and your story map and i mean just wow um it's yeah it makes me want to become a time traveler and fast forward (laughs) to see like what we talked about and what you know what you teach playing out yes. you know and yes. just being like oh she was really onto something huge there yeah um,
1: and I I feel like you know what's beautiful about it and and what I have really received in these last couple of years is a lot of the sacred texts that were written these thousands of years ago were the teachings and the truth to get us across the bridge yeah And now that we stand, those of us who have chosen and who have, you know, just aligned with what's to come and creating in this new way, we have our feet sort of planted in the ground on the other side. We don't know yet what's there or what we're creating or what it's going to look like. From there, we don't have the maps. We don't have the sacred texts. We don't have, and so to me, the, the stories of, these visionaries, these leaders who really have the courage and who have lived this wholeness and this union and this process of really reclaiming all Mm -hmm. that's been lost in the heart and soul and body Mm -hmm. of the feminine Mm -hmm. in, you know, that overexpressed system and this kind of, you know, the, the distortion and the wounding of all of that, it's like those stories will be the sacred texts of this new era and that to me that's what the new myth like at its heart is really about mm-hmm. and it just feels exciting to you know to have already witnessed a few of these of these stories that are that are still coming into form and and to be a steward of those stories with you know the publishing company and it's just such an honor to witness all the different ways and all the different medicine that comes through when people are truly themselves Mm -hmm. and, and have the courage to really show themselves in that way without needing to hide, without needing to prove. And I feel like there's so much for us to create from that place. Well, it's a
0: good thing you have and are continuing to create your own publishing company because like with these new myth sacred texts it's going to take a publishing company like yes. you to even <laughs>
1: a new way yeah. yes
0: so okay, ready to get so down? amazing okay. good job little girl oh big stretch all right <laughs> shall we um let folks know because um, so many people are called to write books, and I'm sure it sparked in the heart of many listening. Like, if I'm gonna do it, I mean, because let me tell ya, if you're gonna just, <laughs> if you're gonna write a book, it's quite a birth, unless you go the ghost writer route, which teach their own, but. If you're going to choose to walk the journey yourself, it's going to be a journey no matter what. So you might as well go the really <laughs> new myth way, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. So how can folks uh, work with you and find you?
1: Yeah, it's funny. It's 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 such an interesting time of transition for me too. <laughs> which, go figure. You know, it's like it's like the timing of this. I I trust and is perfect, and also. I'm in a big moment of recreation and reinvention. And for the moment, I'm, I'm still on Instagram at voyages, plural, of the spirit. And that's also my website. It's voyagesofthespirit.com. And that's all changing mm-hmm. and being reborn and whatever form that takes by the time this is out, whatever form that takes in the coming year and our first Publication, you know, with the with the publishing company, and that's going to be, I'll find a way to connect that to the Voyages of the Spirit mm. site and account. And I've been just very silent in in the social sphere as I've been creating so much behind the scenes. And there will be a moment um, when it's time to reveal all of that. And so, in you know, from now until then, you can find me voyages of the spirit.com and And
0: if when things, if and when or no, not if when things adjust, we'll just adjust in the show notes on my website and um, we'll have the appropriate links to have you guys find Christina. Yes. What a voyage of the spirit. (laughs) This was wow. I knew it. Yeah. I mean, uh, for anyone watching the video, never have I ever had so many (laughs) pages of potential show notes, uh, (laughs) to cover Um, we made, we made a lot, cover a lot of ground. Yes. Yes. Did a good job.
1: There's (laughs) always ever more in the infinite potential of the divine field of all.
0: So what would you like to close the space with? Hmm, I've
1: really been sitting with that. There's, there's...
0: and if nothing's coming through, I always honor that too. You know, I always give the guests like, Typically, you know, 99% of the time an episode closes with an actual immersion of a ritual, but it doesn't have to be the case. We're not, we're in the new myth. We're not forcing anything. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Um, Yeah. I feel like
1: just, just kind of based on, you know, some of the questions about really feeling like something's not working, feeling like there's something to let go, feeling like you're still plugged into the old, but you're not sure how to make that shift into the new. I feel like there's a kind of, you know, there's a lot of depth to that. And also, um, I feel like we could do a visualization there that kind of walks people through some of the thresholds and the steps that we were talking about before. And it can be something that no matter where you are in your journey, you can return to and you know, there's so many areas of our life and so much depth in in each of our choice points in you know every day. So it's definitely something you can return to as you, yeah, are just in that process of of shedding and and allowing what is complete to die and creating that space for the new to be reborn. Love it. So we can do a little bit of that.
0: Great. Let's do it. Whatever your guidance is, I'll let you take it from here.
1: Ah, Okay. So we'll start by taking a deep breath into your belly, allowing it to move up into your chest and taking a moment of pause at the top, holding it. And then releasing it out the mouth. You can do that with sound if that feels good. Allowing that sound, whatever needs to be expressed, released in that out breath. Just knowing that each breath is a death and a rebirth. So beginning with the breath. Connecting to Mother Earth, to your body, to your heart, to your mind, to your soul, to the collective soul, all of us cells together as humans on the planet all part of the earth body. And then expanding out into the infinite field of all creation, eternal life, the one infinite creator. that designed and breathed and created it all. And from this place, just allow something to arise, something that feels complete, something that's no longer resonating. You don't need to know why or have a story about it. Just. What is something that is in your life, something you're participating in, something you're creating, something you have created that still exists in some form? And maybe you can't even explain it, but something just feels off, just doesn't quite feel like you, or like the truth, or doesn't hold that same inspiration or connection it once did. Something that is ready to be completed and integrated and returned so that something new can grow in its place. Just trust whatever comes first first thought, best thought. Just allow that person or that place or that thing or that project. Whatever's ready to go. And imagine that whatever this is, this form. that it appears as something you can hold. So it might be a miniature version of whatever it looks like in the world. It might be more symbolic, like a shape or maybe even an animal, a color, however it appears to something that you can hold in your hand. And imagine that in front of you, there's a big archway, a big doorway. And before you step through this threshold, just give yourself a moment with this form, with this creation, with this identity, with this place or this person or this thing. See it through the eyes of the divine, through the eyes of neutrality. See all of, all the ways it's served you. Those might be, you might categorize those as positive or negative, but it has served you and some part of you chose to create it. So, thanking it for its purpose, all the ways it served. Saying anything you need to say, expressing any emotions, any words of thanks or goodbye. Because as you begin to walk, taking each next step through this arched doorway, crossing this threshold, as soon as your foot hits the other side, it's gone. And as it dissolves, you step into What looks like a field. And there's a gentle breeze and some wild flowers. And as you lie down on the earth, allowing yourself to be supported and held by this mother that you're a part of, that birthed you, that holds you every day. You feel how supported and resourced and connected you are to this creative power, to your own choice. You just allow all of that confusion, all of the worries, all of the how to drop away, return to the earth. You feel all of that weight of the old being purified and transmuted and returned to the mother and that's energy for her to create it's for something new to be born so you just allow that release that surrender and now with nothing in your hands with all of this weight released, you feel the solar light above you, the light of the sun, filling all of that space with the golden nectar of eternal life. And as you feel replenished it may be that what's next isn't here just yet. Or it may be that as soon as you let that go and surrendered and allowed that something new is already beginning to form, a new idea, some inspiration. Whatever it may be, just allowing yourself to be in this space in between. It might last a minute, An hour, a day, a week, a month, a year. And knowing that each day that you're living in this alignment with the truth of who you are, that you're always creating. so as you become the treasure, as you become the gift, as you become the purpose, you choose how to use this energy each day. So from this place, this moment, you can ask, What needs healing? What needs allowing? What needs being in this moment? And what needs action? What needs doing? What's one tiny choice, one tiny step? Just one thing you can do today To create the new and then taking a deep breath coming back to wherever you're sitting or lying or standing in this moment and honoring yourself and your team that brought you this experience these messages, honoring them by choosing to allow yourself that moment of healing, that one tiny action, whatever it is that came through. Taking that next step.
0: so nice I always struggle to take myself out of those fields that get created by amazing guests that come on the show it's like ah it's such a great that was a great space to go into that nectar Mm -hmm. oh some good nectar (laughs) drinking that up
1: thank you so much thank you thanks for
0: having me and Mm -hmm. thanks to sweet cookie for all the snuggles yeah she's the embodiment of the new myth truly she's
1: she's showing us the way we do have we do have a model yeah we we can look to cookie for
0: our divine I've told her a number of times and the first time I ever told her this um the look in her eyes and I I know she really heard and received what I said and like I start got emotional started crying and like her eyes got watery too but I I can't remember verbatim, but it was something to the effect of like, because she's the sweetest girl, you know, she and, is. and um, you know, just how sometimes uh, humans, healers, whatever, that just really have that sweetness, that kindness, that that nature and essence that is at the forefront of their being. It's just that sweetness. It can really get overlooked for not being powerful or potent. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her one day a while ago, I'm like, you you're the most powerful healer out of the whole family, Cookie, you know, like out of, I mean, Jellybean, like 15-year-old Persian cat is super potent, you know, Luke and I, but I was like, you're the most powerful healer of us all. And Truly. like, I was just really looking at her eyes and telling her that, and we both just got like all watery and emotional. Like I just, to acknowledge her, you yes. know, like, just because you're the sweetest girl, like, i'm not taking for granted how what a powerful yes. healer you are yes. yes i love that Oh, girl. all right well woo, wow woo. <laughs> this might be one um if you feel called to revisit however many times you want to revisit there's just so much so many transmissions and teachings in here so thank you for your generosity of time and wisdom and sharing the teachings that have made their way to you through the way you've chosen to walk this earth walk and be in connection and your own devotion to be able to receive um guidances such as the new myth and the story map that you have created and or co-created with the divine yes and uh yeah wow thank you soul Fam, for sitting around this potent fire with us yes and thank you for
1: creating this this space really truly and it's yeah it feels like such a a big part of living and sharing this story and and so many fractals and angles on this medicine in so many ways and so many forms and how it's living through
0: Mm.
1: so many of us it's really inspiring so thank you
0: Mm. Oh, we will sit with you all again next time. (laughs) All right, thank you. Woo wee! What a powerful voyage that was. It is always so fun and such an honor to share space with these beautiful beings willing to generously share their time, wisdom, and energy so we can have the opportunity to enrich our own lives. And we will always share each epic guest's links and contact info in the show notes that are on my website, allisoncharles.com, and also in my weekly Ceremony Circle podcast Instagram posts at I am Alison Charles, so it makes it easy for you to connect more deeply with them. And fam, you know by now all the heart I put into creating this show. And I would love to be able to continue providing this free content for a long, long time to come. And what would be most supportive in me being able to do that is if you have ever felt you've gained anything positive at all from listening to a Ceremony Circle podcast episode, if it's brightened your day, if it's given you clarity or insights you've been waiting for, if you felt a healing shift during one of the closing ceremony practices, anything at all. If you can just stay on whatever platform you're now listening to this show and simply go to the rating and review section and share even one reason why you're grateful for Ceremony Circle Podcast. Sacred reciprocity is a big deal and I deeply appreciate you giving back to me so I can keep creating and providing. Sending you so much love.